Berkeley has about 2,000 people who are living in shelters, tents, and cars. According to the Berkeley Unified School District, there are 256 families registered as homeless with kids in the Berkeley public schools. It is likely that 256 is half or less than the real population. A lot of families don't want to come forward because they are afraid they might lose custody of their kid, be discriminated against, or might have uncertain immigration status. There are no dedicated domestic violence shelters for women in Berkeley in case a mom and her kid need to flee a dangerous home situation. The only emergency shelters are for single men and single women. The Women's Daytime Drop-In Center is a place where homeless women and children can go during the day to receive free hot meals, counseling, workshops, and other vital services. It, is, it has the only transition house open for homeless women and children in Berkeley. It allows five single mothers and their children to live there for up to a year with subsidized rent while they seek employment and childcare. The Women's Daytime Drop-In Center has been open since 1988 and has helped about 20,000 women and children since. A social worker and a homeless mother have both agreed to let me interview them for this podcast. Why is it so difficult for homeless mothers to find childcare? I think it's hard because of this the world right now the world is in a really sticky place it's hard for everyone out here especially to make minimum wage and you're responsible for rent and if you think about rent in itself you're paying sixteen hundred dollars for one bed anyway so if you have multiple bedrooms it goes higher if minimum wage is around fifteen sixteen dollars and then your child care is anywhere from fifty dollars to eleven hundred dollars a month that on top of your car note, insurance, PG&E, cable, all of those barriers, you got to kind of try to prioritize what's more important. And for these moms, their childcare is most important. Mm-hmm. But how can you go to work and you don't feel like your kid is safe? How can you be comfortable and do well and even strive to succeed? if your baby doesn't have somewhere to go throughout the day because there's not a lot of schools that are willing to let your kids, there's not a lot of jobs that are willing to let you bring your kid in for a couple of hours. Oh my God. Childcare is such a hard thing to find. Like, I never knew it would be that hard, this hard finding childcare. Like, I literally went through like a... 90 page stack that I of referrals that I got from bananas and like half of them are not accepting kids It's really hard finding childcare. I still have yet to find childcare, but I'm glad I have like Some resources and some people from Berkeley helping me find childcare, but it's really hard to find childcare like Really really hard. It's really stressful Looking and going place to place and getting like we're full answers and stuff like that. It's really hard can you get childcare before you have a job? Can you get childcare before you get a job is a very good question. It's something that we deal with every single day. Um, a lot of women don't know where to start because some childcares will tell these moms, when you get a job, bring your baby. There's not a lot of childcare agencies that are willing to take a kid unless you, especially if they're subsidized, especially if you don't have anything going on. It's a, it's a by need 
um, base. So if you work three days out of a week, they want your work schedule so that they can prorate it off of what your child care need is. So I think what happens a lot of times is we'll get women who get hired and then they're like, okay, I'm hired now. And then now the hard part is what child care will provide these services for the hours that I need. And I think too often for a lot of our participants in um, the population that I work in, which is like homeless, low income, a lot of those moms are single parents. And so they work non-traditional hours, which means their children go to school from eight to three and they're working the, you know, five to nine or, or nine to one o'clock in the morning. And that kind of causes more issues, but I think it's it's really really tricky if you have a solid team behind you to support you in between that time yeah but it really depends on what kind of job and how they're willing i've had jobs that are like yeah we'll hire you as long as you have solid child care yeah and then you have some child care they're like we'll watch your kid as long as you have a solid job so if they could get on the same page i think we wouldn't have this issue at all no, I cannot get child care before I have a job. That's the issue that I'm having now. I'm trying to get child care before I have a job, but I can't get child care until they have a set schedule of what I'm going to work, and then I can get child care. So I'm having a hard time with um, getting child care now because if I go and have interviews, I can't take my kid with me. You know, So I'm really having a hard time with that right now. So no, you cannot get child care before you start working. So how are you planning to get a job then if you don't have childcare yet? I'm hoping that I can find like a childcare where they um like do day by day. And then maybe like if I get an interview I could just pay the day rate myself. And then once like I get the job I can transition into the full childcare. Um what is the most stressful thing for you about being a mom without a permanent home? Um, I think the most stressful thing for me is just not knowing like where we will go next in case of, say, for instance, like we're in transitional housing. We don't know if tomorrow they won't have funding for this place and then we all have to get out, you know? So it's the unknowing, like not knowing where I will go with my child the next day or the next day, you know, so. What has it been like to try to find child care providers who you can feel safe leaving your child or children with? Um, I could speak from my own experience. I'm a mommy and my daughters didn't go to school until they were 2.7 and that was because they could talk. Um, you know, you have YouTube and social media where you see these children that are being abused and you see on the news where moms are picking up their babies and they have bruises on them or even being killed. It's extremely scary as a parent to give your child to someone. And so um, I think for me personally, I needed to know that my girls could communicate with me and let me know when something wasn't right. Um, and I think with that comes building a good relationship, being in tune with your kid is really important because when you're in tune with your kid, you'll notice, even if they can't talk, you'll notice demeanors change. Oh, my kid's more fussy. Oh, my kid's a little bit more agitated. And those are all, you know, telltale signs that there's something isn't quite right. But I think that is the number one thing for a lot of these moms. They come 
some of them come from domestic violence situations or some of them come from really traumatic childhood experiences. And so um, the idea of leaving their child with a stranger for five to six hours is very traumatic for them are extremely, it brings on a lot of anxiety for these moms. What do you do as a case manager? I do multiple things. I feel like there isn't something that we don't do. For me personally, I am um, working on the children's program. So develop that, that will be starting April 12th. We have a partnership, a community partnership with Bananas and we'll be doing play groups. Also connecting my other um, partnership that I'm working on is with through first five, which is the help me grow, which is a um, questionnaire. They do screenings for babies zero to five years old. Um, and that's like early um, intervention. So sometimes moms may have concerns about the babies having cognitive delays, developmental delays, um, speech, and that's where Help Me Grow will come in and offer the services there. Um, work with the Bridger House clients as well. Uh, the five families that we have over there offer extensive case management. So anywhere from mental health, medical, housing, um, everyday life. Something Sometimes it's as simple as, I want to get my driver's license. How do I do that? I'm like, cool, I have driver's license. Let me show you how to do that. Or I want to get house or car insurance for my car. How do I do that? Or how do I fill out a job application? And then the other aspect of my job is to support the drop-in clients. And drop-in clients, sometimes they can have a need as simple as, I need a number to the medical office, or I want to apply for food stamps. And then outside of that, we have Shelter Plus Care, which is what I work with as well. And those are clients who are already housed. They're no longer homeless, but they're on a subsidized program and they can be on this program for life. And our goal is housing first, so to make sure that they can maintain their house. And so I am act as though I am a liaison between them and their landlords and the other community agency within um, the city of Berkeley. Is there a particular time of day or night that you could really use the additional support with your child? I can really use additional support with him, like, during um, morning, like, from 8 to, like, one eight to two because those are like the times where i need to like get stuff done or applications or research on the computer or i'm going to start school soon too so i have some stuff that i have to do with that so probably from eight to like noon is the time that i really need additional help with him because i'm trying to get things done and it's really hard with him because he's so active Mm-hmm. So I really have a hard time just being able to focus and sit down and get on the computer and do stuff because he's running around and doing all type of stuff. So, yeah. What has it been like for you staying at the transition house? Um, it's been a great experience so far. Uh, I am ready to transition into my own, but um, I'm really thankful for Bridget House because... I did, like I said, I didn't know where I was going to go with my kid. And even here, too, because you never know if the funny's going to run out the next day, then you have to get out. But for now, I'm thankful. And it's been a really good experience being here. Um, is there advice you would give to other moms who haven't yet been placed in transitional housing to help them have an easier time? My advice to moms who are having a hard time getting into transitional housing... My advice is just keep calling. 
just stay on it. Call every day, call twice a day, you know, keep calling 211 and just stay on it because if you keep calling, they're going to see a consistency in your calls and then they'll, like, she's really, like, consistent about calling, so then they'll place you. It'll be faster placement instead of you calling, like, once a week, twice a week and stuff. So that's the advice I would give them, like, keep calling and don't give up. I would definitely encourage them to stay connected. That's the biggest thing um, from my experience of being homeless and not having anywhere to go. Resources were life. Like they were the very thing that I thrived off of, of staying connected in the community, especially if you want to live there and you work there, has always been key for me, um, educating myself. And sometimes you just got to step out on faith and not be afraid. Case managers are great. Um, we have great case managers at our agency because we have been there, like, especially for myself, I've been there, so I know the importance of a warm handoff and not just giving someone a paper referral and saying, here, call this number. I'm really, I'm passionate about finding a backdoor, like backdoors in this whole agency, in this field. It's not about what you know, it's who you know. So if we can get you in there and I know they're going to take care of you, would I you know will will definitely refer, but um my advice would be stay connected, um get you a good case manager somebody who you can relate to and if you I mean don't be afraid to ask questions, and don't be afraid to fire your case manager also because sometimes you know you'll 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 work with someone and it isn't a good fit, and that's okay too. That's okay, but being wise enough to say, you know what, this isn't working for me and I need to find something that actually will work for me or someone who can help me a little bit more. And then you can have multiple case managers. You might have a housing case manager. You may have a child care case manager. You might have one that helps with um, um, navigating health, but having multiple will be sometimes key. And that was what, for me, I had to be multiple case managers for myself. I'm like, okay, I got to advocate. 